this is the first time in all our entire lives that we've experienced the intersection of um, you know two major crises. I think a lot of people right now are looking for a sense of guidance and, and leadership to uh, help them navigate through these turbulent times and help them regain a sense of control. So we're moving beyond a state of the what part of marketing. Um, I think right now moving into this new type of era now businesses have to really understand you know the, the how and the why and what's really going on inside their consumers' brains in order to maximize the ROI of their marketing budgets. And they're looking to get the most out of it. That's why, um, you know, near marketing has, has tons of relevance right now. We stand today. The Business Method. With a shout out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars in annual revenue. And now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results, economies, and cultures. There's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this, and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen. Now, let's jump in today's show. The Business Method. Hey there, friends and listeners. Since this chaotic time started, the COVID-19 corona crisis, we have been working really hard on the backside of things to bring entrepreneurs together and to get out the most relevant advice and suggestions to help people continue to thrive through this. I went through the 2008 recession as a new entrepreneur lost a business due to it. And so I saw real quick that things were going to change in the marketplace. Things were going to change for entrepreneurs. So we got together and we got a bunch of masterminds going for entrepreneurs so we could bring you all together and support one another through this crazy time. Now, through requests that wanted to be on the podcast and a gentleman that joined one of the masterminds and I got to know since then is the guest today. His name's Felix Ko, and Felix is the founder of Happy Buying Brain. I was going to bring him on the show anyway because I liked his message. He's very much into what they call neuromarketing. And as you know, I'm very much into neuroscience these days, helping people optimize their brain and bodies to perform at peak levels as much and as effectively as possible in all areas of their life. Felix and his company creates marketing strategies and marketing messages with the main decision maker in a person's life when they decide to purchase a product or a service, their brain, their mind. So we get to dive deep into two things that are really essential right now, marketing and positioning during this crisis, and also how to Create marketing and positioning regarding your customers and your clients' neurological thinking processes. I think it is very, very important to understand this right now because 
Money is still moving and it is shifting and there is a lot of people out there still making a lot of money and we can all do that as well if we shift and position and promote and communicate effectively. So I think this episode is really going to help you guys out. But first, a word from our sponsors. NomadX.com is shaping the way remote workers live, work, and learn online at NomadX.com. Remote workers can find apartments, bedrooms, or co-living spaces to rent on a monthly basis, 50% more affordable than Airbnb. True story, you guys. Plus, that's not all. NomadX is a comprehensive educational platform providing easy-to-learn courses to start or to scale your successful location-independent online business. They have built an incredible community with more than 7,000 remote workers and online entrepreneurs, and they have over 21,000 followers on Instagram to show you how to position yourself as an authority and how to combine different social media channels to gain maximum visibility. During these remote working times, NomadX.com is the trusted community for location-independent entrepreneurs to live, work, and learn online. Check them out at NomadX.com. That's NomadX.com. And now, without further ado, the neuromarketer himself, Felix Kale. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Listeners, welcome to the Business Method Podcast. I'm reporting to you live here. I think it's April 10th, the day of the recording, and we'll publish this um, probably in about a week or so. We're in the middle of the corona outbreak crisis, and literally, um, as I'm reading the Washington Post here, the title on an article is America's in a depression. So the U.S. is in a depression already and the uh, global economy, I'm sure, is going to follow. More than 17 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits in the past four weeks, um, which is huge, something that the U.S. has never seen before. Uh, and the world's never seen something like this before. And so Corona active cases are about 1.2 million. Closed cases are closer to half a million. And um, I don't know the deaths. I think it's at 100,000 or so deaths from Corona. And at least 375,000 have recovered, which is a good benefit uh, or a good a positive uh, note. So I brought on Felix Ko from Happy Buying Brain onto the podcast. He's actually participating in our masterminds right now. And we've had a, a, a good few talks now up to this point. And I really like his thought process about what is happening. Um, one thing that's so key for us entrepreneurs is positioning right now. Uh, if you guys are doing what you were doing three weeks ago in business, unless you have a home gym business or a food business, you know, your marketing has to change. Everything has to change. And, and so there's so many entrepreneurs that have come up to us and talked to us and, and they're in a lot of distress and feeling a lot of anxiety because they just don't know where to go and what to do. And I made it through the 2008 um, recession as a brand new entrepreneur, really uh, kind of just flattened me out and made me go broke. And on the backside of that, I learned so many different lessons. The first most important lesson, you guys, is that you're going to make it through. You're going to be okay. Um, your, uh, the, the downturn in the economy is not going to kill you. Now it may stress you out more, but you're in control of that. Okay. And we'll talk about that with Felix here in a bit, but the challenge is like what happens? Most entrepreneurs out there have not seen a recession before. 
And so how do we handle it and how do we position ourselves in our marketing in a way that's going to appeal to the customers and the clients as leaders, but also appeal to their 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 brain, their minds, what's happening internally in their minds right now. So uh, Felix, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Chris. Thank you for inviting me on your show. It's uh, a delightful to be here. It's delightful to have you, and I've enjoyed getting to know you over the past few weeks and learning more about your business and what you're doing. Originally, when we first um, were introduced, I think probably four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago now, mm -hmm. I, I was excited about bringing you on the show because you're doing neuromarketing. You're you're doing marketing, and you're telling people, you know, you're you're, you're uh, marketing that's appealing to people's purchasing brains, brain patterns, right? Right. Right. And I thought that was the most amazing thing because I'm into the neuroscience and, and how we can optimize our brains and how entrepreneurs can use that to build better businesses and serve their clients and customers. Now, over the past four weeks, we've had a lot of chaos and crazy things happen. And now we've been talking about how can you use this uh, to help people reposition their business and also serve so many people that are out there um, to provide good, valuable um, services and products to help people and help them make buying decisions in a time that's vital to keep these businesses going and these entrepreneurs going because we can provide more value, more commerce, and more more products and services to the world. So, so yes, um, yeah. From your perspective, Felix, like I'd like to get to know, like, what do you, what's going on? What are you guys seeing? over at Happy Buying Brain and, and what's your perspective on the current landscape? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, um, what we see is a big opportunity for us. Um, and as well as this understanding what's happening in terms of the uh, landscape, um, because we really have to see what's going on from two sides. As you mentioned, there's an economic crisis and also a health crisis. And I think this is the first time in all, like in all our entire lives that we've experienced or going through such an experience right now where you have the intersection of, um, you know, two major crises. So um, I think a lot of people right now are looking for a sense of guidance and, and leadership to uh, help them navigate through these, you know, turbulent times and um, help them regain a sense of control in their lives. So um, that uh, also relates to both businesses and consumers as well. So, um, you know, in terms of, the, um, the business side of things. Uh, so we work with, um, you know, a lot of essential businesses. Um, they're doing an excellent job right now, making sure that people have the necess necessarily um, or necessary essential products and services in order to, um, you know, maintain some stability in their life. And then uh, on the consumer side of things, you know, this um, marketing uh, the brand in a way where it's uh, helping them, um, you know, achieve that sense of uh, stability and remove um, a lot of that, um, you know, uncertainty and anxiety um, certainly helps to make their lives better as they, um, you know, continue to work through this, uh, this, um, this time. Yeah, absolutely. And just before the we hit the record button, Felix, you were talking about um, your perspective on the economy and then how uh, people are positioning their businesses in a way that's really applying to. Um, the purchasing brains of people, you know, because, um, if you can, 
Now, one thing that you guys want to do, I know, is is make it easier for businesses out there to position themselves and communicate to their customers and clients in a way that makes it a uh, no pun intended a no brainer for them to purchase, mm-hmm. right? So, so can you talk a little bit more about that? And in regard, sure. To so, um, as you mentioned, um, just looking at the kind of like the emotional state of uh, pretty much the world right now, and looking at it from you know a consumer point of view. So, right now. The primal brain um, it's it's in a state of heightened um, activity right now where it's uh, pretty much in a fight or flight uh, stage right now and um, traditionally uh, as humans we're only supposed to be in that state for a short period of time and that's, that uh, dates back to once again like to evolutionary biology because um, you know you are only needed to be in that fight or flight stage when you're running away from let's say saber tooth tiger and you didn't want to be their next meal for example but here we're finding with this um, current health and economic crisis that that state is also um, you know sticking around and uh, being a prolonged uh, part of everybody's life so um, what we want to do is position brands so that now what they provide is a solution to um, to remove the a lot of the anxieties and fears and then take the, the individuals and the consumers out of that state of the fight or flight and into a more calm and stable, uh, you know, and, and feel uh, in controlled uh, state of mind as well. What are some ways they can do that? Like, um, can you talk about, do you have any, any direct examples that you could talk about or? Sure. So the best way to do it is to understand first, to explain first of all, like how the brain is constructed and then how uh, information physically enters the brain. So um, when you look at the brain, and there, there's a model that uh, was presented in the 1960s by Paul McLean, he's a neuroscientist, but it explains uh, you know, the structure of the brain in a very uh, simple form. So it talks about it, um, it's called the triune theory. So tri is in three. So it talks about the brain in terms of three parts. So at the base of the brain, you have like your, uh, your brainstem. So that's your more uh, reptilian brain. It's your physical brain and it's responsible for, you know, your fast automatic reflexive um, responses. So that's the, the core part and more like the visceral, um, you know, primal survival response for your fight or flight. And then on top of that, you have your uh, midbrain, which deals more with like your emotions and uh, social situations. And then so those two parts together, what they do is comprise your um primal your primal brain and then what sits on top of that is your neo neocortex so once again your neocortex is more like your logical thinking brain it's more sophisticated it's able to plan and so forth so when you look at um and of course each layer of the brain has um you know a different role in terms of how information enters and it's filtered and uh, passes through the brain um so when you re- really look at it um how information physically enters the brain it actually enters from the base of the brain because it does a lot of pre-processing and then uh, what it do, does is um, and that's why you get visceral reactions for example um, like if you walk outside and you'll see like a what it looks like to be a hose but um, you know before your your logical brain is able to consci- to consciously process it your heart rate and everything will beat as though it's like a snake or something that's on the ground and then only like a second later that's when the the information gets to the logical part of your brain and then you realize, oh, this is only a hose and then your body calms down, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of see now in terms of understanding the relationship between the structure and function of the brain, um, you know, how information flows. So once you um, once information enters through, let's say, the first station, which is the, the, um, the physical or reptilian brain, 
in ascends upwards into the midbrain, which deals with the the emotions. So that's when it triggers like you know emotions of like happiness, fear, also um, neural networks of uh, of associations related to like the product brand or um, or service. And then um, also it starts to look at the social um, situations like social cues, um, also the authority of of the source that you're looking at. And then um, once it's able to pass through the primal brain, because the primal brain, what it does is it acts more like a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. And the main reason for that is the brain itself is actually a cognitive miser. So a lot of people believe that the brain is actually designed to, to think, but it's not. It's actually designed uh, to do three things mainly for like very quick uh, processing of information to be uh, energy efficient and also to uh, detect uh, threats. So it needs to make uh, decisions uh, right away because, um, you know, during our days when our ancestral days when we're living in the savannah, our uh, ancestors, um, you know, they didn't have time to really think about whether they should run away from a from a saber-toothed tiger, otherwise they would uh, be the next meal. So they had to rely on those systems that would act right away. And then it's only been recently where now the new demands of this, um, you know, the, the, over the last you know couple hundred years where we'd become a lot more dependent on our logical brain. So we still haven't made that full shift in terms of how we uh, respond to external stimuli. So that primal brain is uh, very important and, and it's um, you know the main role of the primal brain is to ensure the survival and reproductive success of the individual and that's guided by um, you know six primitive uh, instincts right so you have uh, survival reproduction safety security sustenance and status so what that means is this imagine you have like a gatekeeper at the door right now and they're looking for those six things so now as a marketer what you have to understand is like okay you're coming in there almost with the key to unlock it so that, um, you know, you could create the most um, powerful persuasive messages. Um, let's say in your core messaging, mm-hmm. when it comes to your website your ads or your blogs and, or your content that you create. So as a marketer, for example, or a neuromarketer, what you want to be doing is making sure that first of all, you identify, um, you know, which one of these primal instincts or subconscious drivers are the most relevant in um, today's time. And then uh, you want to match it up with the proper uh, marketing stimuli. So that has the greatest chance to trigger those marketing or those uh, subconscious drivers. And that's how you create, you know, um, you know you show brands to create the, um, the, uh, the most uh, powerful and uh, persuasive messaging in their, in their core messaging of the marketing content. So when, so you have someone standing here that your primal brain, which has this kind of checklist, right. That mm-hmm. in order to pass through it. And then, um, what I want. So what you want to do is pre- present uh, information, what I call this, um, you know, your marketing stimuli and, uh, you know, the seven uh, primal brain uh, friendly messaging components. So you want to present it in a way that's like novel, uh, visual, safe, fast, simple, tangible, and from a high status position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that has the, the, the most successful chance of um, kind of unlocking that that gate so it allows that message to get through and then from there on it ascends through to the logical part of the brain which will assess the information based on the um like based on data and facts and stuff like that and i think that's where especially around this time um, a lot of people are really emotionally charged so the relevance of um applying you know neuromarketing and understanding to solve the problems of a consumer on like a neurological level is even more important than ever was before 
So um, the marketing where, you know, where it wouldn't make sense to appeal to someone's rationality. Um, now it's probably not the most effective time simply because of the emotional state of the consumer. And then uh, on top of that, just explaining how the, um, the brain in its totality is constructed and how information flows, you know, pretty much from the base of the brain to um, the logical part of the brain, which is the last part of the brain to, um, to receive the information. Yeah, that's incredible, Felix. Um, take us through like a process of, you know, maybe a business that, that needs to get set up right now. So right now people are thinking, um, food, right? Mm-hmm. Food, water, shelter, um, and then anything they can do to entertain themselves at home or with the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, what else is, is out there that people are the essentials that people are buying? I think those are the main ones. Like, yeah. um, so when I mentioned like the primal brain, its main role is to um, you know ensure the repro- uh, the the survival and reproductive success of an individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, right now it's probably not a good time in terms of the reproduction side of things uh, for a lot of people. The timing wouldn't be right, so it'd be more of like a survival and escapism mm-hmm. type of um, type of uh, time right now. So um, uh, so when you look at that. The um, how that what was your question again, Chris? So, like, yeah, if we so, could if we could talk about a business positioning themselves using neural marketing right now in today's market. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, what you want to do is now identify. Okay, what the, the out of the six main uh, primitive uh, instincts, you know, which one are those are the most relevant? And um, so, when you really look at it, obviously, reproduction is probably not going to be up up there on the uh, priority list. Uh, status probably won't be up there. Um, and sustenance might, that's this, um, you know, having uh, access to food, but a lot of people right now, um, that's something uh, in terms of the scarcity of it, a lot of people are, are, are okay with that right now. So it more has to do with immediate survival, um, security, and also um, primarily safety, because I think with the health crisis and, and how it could just change someone's life immediately, I think that's how, um, that's probably the, the, the subconscious driver, primitive instinct that needs to be focused on right now so um so once you identify that then you want to start matching up with the um you know the the proper marketing stimuli for that so um you know a lot of people as you see their companies um let's say delivery companies they're doing contactless um delivery so they want to make sure that um, they encourage the social distancing as well mm-hmm. uh, also curbside pickup uh, which is really huge um you know even some delivery companies that are sanitizing their uh, crates prior to their customers coming and picking up their um, their products from uh, from that uh, location is uh, is huge also and also if um, you know you're getting a, a product delivered to your house um, you know it's right now it's it's uh, quite common to have um, that product accompanied by let's say hand sanitizer or maybe a sanitizing wipe to wipe down that product as well Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I, I saw that was really neat in terms of um, creative creative partnerships because you'll start to see a lot of that, you know, as a lot of people get innovative in terms of um, how to uh, how to navigate and thrive through this uh, this new economy. Is that um, there's um, you know an athletic company that builds uh, you know like hockey equipment and stuff like that, and they partnered up with a major uh, fast food chain, and what they did was um, so in order to minimize the risk of let's say their employees getting in contact with their consumers 
So um, they're um, so I don't know exactly how their partnership is stru- structured, but they're actually using um, hockey sticks. So you'll you'll have like some, like the uh, person working at the drive-through window, and um, the, what they do at the very end of like the hockey stick where the blade is, they mm-hmm. actually tape the um, the debit machine. So they'll actually like like uh, put the stick over to the consumer in order to punch the card, and uh, that way kind of creates that. Um, you know, that encourages that social distancing. Yeah. And when you look at from that point of view of what it does to in, in terms of building the association with the brand. Um, so that brand is when all this, st- when, you know, the economy picks up and stuff like that, they probably won't get as many sales right now based on uh, a lot of people are just kind of hanging on to their wallets tighter. And plus there's no sports or no um, public gatherings. So it's kind of difficult to actually engage in any type of sporting activity right now but they're drawing the association between because they're encouraging social distancing. Mm-hmm. They're also creating the association between their brand and the consumer's mind that they're actually the safe choice to buy as well. So in hockey, let's say in hockey equipment or whatever equipment that they make, then as a athlete, you always want to um, make sure that your equipment is not only high performing, but it's also safe and it protects you. So they're actually creating that on a subconscious level as well. So, that's um, you know something that will probably help them uh, stay in the forefront of the consumer's mind when um, you know the economy picks up. Yeah, that's incredibly creative. Tell 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 us again those six things that that you go through to talk about the the sales process. And sure. Which one, yeah. So yeah, so what it is is like how you mentioned with the Mas, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So it's pretty much a condensed version of that. So if you look at a high, uh, Maslow's hierarchy needs, there's like five levels, right? So I'm just going to name them off and um, the best I can right now. So at the very top, you have like self-actualization. Uh, so that deals with like someone reaching their potential. Um, the one below that is esteem. I think that deals with more respect, um, you know, status and recognition. And then below that, you have like love and relationships, uh, you know, this connection between people. Um, and then like, you'll get more to like more like the basic level in terms of the safety, that's like health, employment, uh, things like that. And uh, of course at the base, you have the physiological needs, which is like your really basic needs that you need to uh, survive, like food, air, water, and so forth and shelter. So, um, what, what we did was, um, you know, we just looked around and just to make it a lot more digestible. So, um, you get some, you know, a lot of that stuff in terms of like the really basic, basic needs that relates to, ensuring an individual's um, survival and reproductive success is the six things um, or the primal instincts are. So I'll just start uh, naming out the six right now. So it's uh, survival, reproduction, safety, security, sustenance, and status. Okay. Survival, reproduction, safety, security, substance, and status. Status. That's correct. Got it. Okay, what I want to do now is is Felix has a few case studies that he's worked with um, some companies that he has up on his website that we can share, and I think the value here, guys, is is that I'm actually going to read through these, but that um, you can put yourself in in the in the place uh, of while hearing these case studies of where your business is and how maybe you can position yourself to have your marketing. Uh, appeal to those the the buying part of the brain that's necessary to to keep your business alive and to keep your customers and clients going through to make sure that they uh, they are 
getting the service that they need. And so you have a one here with eye care pharmacy. This mm -hmm. is the first one up. So the challenge here is after working with a previ previous uh, traditional digital marketing company that fell short with her expectations to boost her sales, the pharmacy location needed a solution fast to get them back on track. And the biggest problem was that the pharmacy did not have a clear roadmap on how, how to identify untapped resources that existed for them and turn them into profit centers. So because of apps, uh, apps, because of the absence of a tactical plan to implement online and offline strategies, the pharmacy was losing a lot of money, both acquiring and converting new leads. So the plan that you guys laid out is what you call the power of contrast here. Right. The implementation was a complete overhaul of iCare Pharmacy's current marketing plan for both online and offline. So it started offline with you guys spending time inside the pharmacy to help position the products in a way that it makes more attractive and appealing to their customers. The goal was to create an image in their customers' minds that iCare Pharmacy was more than just a place to get their medications, but it was a place that uh, people can come and enjoy their lunch and grab snacks and brighten up their day during the work week. So the plan transitioned to both online and offline when uh, the marketing materials such as the ads were created with the neuromarketing principle of contrast so that workers in the immediate area started to see the pharmacy as a pain reliever for the stresses of their workday. And so um, I'll jump down to the results a little bit more, but as a result of applying an online and offline marketing plan that was based in these neuromarketing strategies such as using this power of contrast contrast the pharmacy was able to double their sales in a month and a half in comparison to campaigns in the past um so that's pretty impressive that what you guys did there do you do you want to add anything to that story or tell us a little bit more if you yeah like? sure so the plan um so the heading as you could see is the power of contrast really when uh, remember we labeled the seven uh primal brain uh friendly messaging components mm -hmm. so the power of contrast is really um taps into the marketing stimuli that's novel mm -hmm. um, because what that does in the in the primal brain of the consumer's brain for example so you want to you know trigger events in there that um, that would result in a spike in dopamine so um, there's certain things certain ways to do that so you know anything that's novel or um, curiosity um, increases dopamine as well and anything that's surprising right right so um, when we looked at it uh, that's the whole point of um, differentiation is the whole novelty aspect of it. So in that immediate area, there's a lot of different um, workplaces. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people are almost looking for a home away from home. And this is something that Starbucks does from a uh, phenomenally. So their brand, their branding is actually the, the pain relief of having a stop before going to work. So in a sense, that is like a home, away from home right. and a stress reliever away from work. Right. So right. that's how they position themselves to do that. So we want to, we took the same mentality to apply to, um, you know, to the, to the pharmacy so that the workers um, rather than to see it as a, as a medical dispensary, but see it as a place where, you know, I could go on my break or in my lunch break and enjoy, let's say coffee or snack or, 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 you know, their lunch there and, kind of allow their minds to uh, reset and um, by doing that it creates the brand image now of um, you know a big pain uh, like a big pain relief or a big uh, solution to kind of curing like the boredom 
that a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of workers experience throughout the day as well. And that also allows, you know, the people at Eye Care Pharmacy to get to know their clients on a much more personal level, build that trust. And then uh, from there on, um, you know, it goes from here, let me help you, uh, you know, make your day better by, um, you know, having you spend time here and enjoying your lunch here to seeing how else can we serve you and uh, progressing to, hey, look, we're taking care of your needs on a daily basis. Why don't you, um, if you have any prescriptions or whatnot, we could take care of that as well. I So if we can apply that to the current marketplace, like, um, so the question would then become, how can how can you guys became, become the relief? And uh, if you have a service business, maybe how can, or your products serve people, how can you guys be the relief to ease somebody's struggling challenge right now? So um, an example might be like, we, we know a guy that has a business that rents toys temporarily, mm-hmm. right? And so a really good positioning for him right now is to, well, this is a good time for him because people are willing to rent towards to, parents need to rent toys to keep their kids entertained. So how, but there may be a scare factor there because of where's the toys coming from? Could they get my, can they give coronavirus to my children? Well, if he includes in, in his marketing, um, which he hasn't in the past so prevalently, like he's had it, but not as, as prevalent that it needs to be now is position himself or in his marketing and, you know, right on the, the, the page is everything is disinfected before it leaves the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And then we're throwing in a pack of disinfectant wipes. So when it arrives at your house, you can wipe it all down before it even gets in the hands of your kids to, to confirm that it's clean. So how can you guys as entrepreneurs in your marketing position, in your positioning, um, communicate that you are you, you guys can be the relief you can be the relief that people are looking for right now exactly no that's a that's an excellent way that you put it chris because right now is um you know the the primal brains that this heightened state of um you know a lot of anxiety and and uncertainty so um it's up to the brands to um be able to take the consumer out of this fight or flight um state of mind and then move them more into like a state of more calmness and certainty um, and also help them regain a sense of control. And I think that's the biggest thing right now is um, a lot of people feel that they don't have the same control that they once did over what's happening in their life. And that's why when you include things like that sanitizer wipes and uh, or hand sanitizer, like not only is that for the health reason, but also it's um, it allows the uh, consumer to have some sense of control in terms of how what they do will impact their health as well. And, you know, the flip side of that is that's why you get panic buying too. So even though it may be counterproductive or even harmful, um, you know, any way that um, that an individual could do something to regain a sense of control in their life, then um, that's usually when when it happens is when they're under that stressful uh, type of um, state of mind. But here we want to make sure that, you know, we help encourage to... Um, to move it the other way around where, where we want them participating in activities that's actually going to restore their health and solve a lot of, let's say their emotional and, and uh, you know, any type of um, also uh, psychological challenges that they may be facing at this time, make life a, you know, a lot easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Okay, so I want to hop into another case study you guys have sure. that I liked. Here's uh, this one's for a food bike tour, mm-hmm. and what you guys did is created twenty five percent month over month growth without increasing the ad budget at all, right. which is really awesome. So, here's the challenge, you guys: the food bike tour partners with sixty five local businesses in in Edmonton and Calgary, mm-hmm. Canada, to bring food lovers the amazing experience of being able to discover the best restaurants in city in the city while getting an exciting exploration of the city through a bike ride. So their goal was to acquire more customers uh, without increasing the budget here. And the challenge was to figure out the most effective way to optimize their messaging in their ads so that conversion rates would increase while maintaining the same budget. And so the main problem is in the current ad messaging there um, was that it didn't engage the primal brain, which is what you guys wanted to focus on. So their current ads use too many words, small pictures, and the type of pictures that can be changed to showcase images that captures the attention of the primal brain and the target audience. So the plan you guys used here was the power of emotions and visuals. Mm -hmm. And the roadmap to achieve this goal was to apply neuromarketing principles to optimize the marketing messages in the ad campaigns so that the messaging is constructed in line with how the primal brain likes to receive information. So since the primal brain is the main decision maker and influencing up to like 95% of a person's decision making, when it comes to buying, then optimizing the ad messaging with proven strategies backed with scientific studies enables the creation of ads that are more primal brain friendly, which will have a much greater impact on persuading the target audience to take the desired action. And your results are really impressive. Food Bike Tour experienced a 25% month over month growth rate without increasing the marketing budget. And by applying these strategies into the campaigns, um, you guys are proud to participate in the Food Bike Tour. So yeah, tell us a bit of mo- more about that. Sure. So when we looked at the current ads, right, it's um, we always start off with like what they're currently doing mm-hmm. um, and then assess it from would this ad engage the primal brain based on those six primitive uh, instincts and just the way that, that the primal brain processes information as well. So um, the, the primal brain, of course, responds to, um, you know, very, very uh, strong visuals. Um, whereas the logical brain deals with more abstract. So this is like more dealing with um, the logical brain. And that's why you had so many words. And in fact, like the difference between how fast the primal brain could process, let's say visuals in comparison to words is up to like 60,000 times uh, faster. So that's wow. why you want visuals to, to be your dominant form of, uh, of media content. So, um, you know, the pictures also were very small. So that kind of, that kind of um, you know prevented the overall persuasive power of the um, the message, and then also the pictures itself were not emotionally engaging. And by that, what I mean was there's a lot of use of like um, rather than using people, it's using like um, like inanimate objects, like um, let's say the the storefront of a restaurant, or maybe you know a picture of a bike. But it didn't really capture like what was going on an emotional level. So we had to change you know all that stuff by um, by including, um, you know, the presence of people together. And there's something um, really neat about uh, when you create the like visuals is that, so it's, it's one thing to have people in there and, and uh, of course show their facial expressions um, to show that they're happy and joyful. And, um, and also the, so, so the, the logical thinking is to have them close together, which makes sense. But, um, but when you actually make people or have people physically touch each other, 
then it, uh, you know, it's actually um, a lot more engaging and, and tangible as well. And that probably has to do with levels of like um, oxytocin in, in the yeah. brain. So that builds like the, bron- like the bond between people. So, you know, this would activate like neuro, uh, uh, mirror neurons in, in like, let's say the, the consumer's mind when they're viewing the, um, the ad. So they would be able to kind of like relate to them or put themselves in the shoe that if I was going through this experience, you know, this is some of the experience, this is some of the emotions that, uh, that I would be experiencing. So we want to capture the true mood of how someone would be in terms of their emotional state of how um, it would feel to actually be in a group setting to, um, you know, go from, uh, to experience the city in terms of um, going from one restaurant, restaurant to the next. Okay. So, um, nice. That's incredible, man. Um, one more here and uh, then we'll kind of, slow things down. But this one I wanted to talk about because um, a chiropractor doubled their conversion rate leading to six figures in sales, um, which I think uh, a lot of people, I think there's so many businesses right now that are just stuck in trying to do what they all have always known uh, to work for them. And it's probably given them quite a bit of success. Mm-hmm. And I think like if you're not taking a step back and really reanalyzing the 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 landscape then um then you're going to find you're going to end up in a big mess because every day changes you guys every day changes not just for the the regular people out there for us entrepreneurs and every day in our business changes since three weeks ago three and a half weeks ago or so when this all started and uh, you guys have to keep that in mind and not get emotionally attached to the marketing that you're putting out there, to the way that you're positioning your business. Because two weeks from now, there's a good chance it may need to change again, right? Um, so, so keep that in mind because um, we really need to be flexible. So the challenge with this, the chiropractor that led to six figures in sales, um, Oasis Chiropractic had two areas in their business that they wanted to improve upon. The first area was that uh, they wanted to increase the effectiveness of their ads so the conversion rates would be higher. And the second was they wanted to increase conversion rates for their advertisements. Um, so once they once you can increase conversion rates for the advertisements, the next area to improve was reducing the bounce rate of patients leaving after their first visit. So you guys used here the power of loss aversion. So to tackle the first challenge of increasing the effectiveness of the advertisements so the higher conversion rate can be achieved, the principle of loss aversion was applied. This implementation resulted in highlighting the daily activities that would be missing from someone's life when their 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 back prevents them from doing simple activities with friends and family that people often take for granted. Once conversion rates were improved, the next task was to reduce the number one, uh, the number of one-time visits made by this group of patients that were acquired from the advertisement by identifying their true pain points and then matching it with the workflow of correct services to resolve the pain sources. Oasis Oasis Chiropractic was able to successfully bring down the bounce rate for the first-time patients, and results are. Um, by successfully tackling these two areas of marketing, the the clinic, the, the chiropractic clinic, their conversion rate 
for the, uh, they doubled their conversion rate for the advertisement, which significantly reduced the number of patients leaving after their first visit and resulted in over six figures in revenue generated, which is incredible. That's absolutely, I know there's, there's no entrepreneur out there right now that can't say that six figures uh, and their revenue couldn't really, really help them right now. So, oh yeah, for that, sure. I think every little bit would help. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of staying afloat right now. It's, uh, you know, it's a challenge that a lot of, um, a lot of businesses are, are facing in this uh, new reality. So, yeah. Any any thoughts or more ideas based on that last case study, Felix? Sure. So, um, so when we approached it, like when you look at the plan, and we approached it from the power of loss uh, version. So that's. So just another way of the of fear of missing out because the primal brain, um, you know, it actually in terms of it has the pain of losing something is usually two to three times more than the pleasure that someone would actually gain um, with the same uh, item, for example, or product or service. So when we looked at that, um, rather than see it as a vitamin solution, um, which was the current ad, uh, we wanted to create like the you know, the, like the painkiller uh, approach to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we took the approach of, hey, you know, if someone's back is really bothering them, then uh, they won't be able to do the same things that they would normally do in order to enjoy their lives. So they would be missing out on, um, you know, a lot of family events and um, doing, you know, the normal things that they would find uh, enjoyable if um, you know, they're just confined to, let's say, the bed mm-hmm. the whole time. So we want to make sure just to... Uh, highlight that pain point because i think a lot of people will start to resonate with that because they understand when they have a you know let's say some uh back problems that um it does if it's uh, i guess to the point where it immobilizes somebody then um, you know it totally changes someone's life and also their relationship with their loved ones and their friends as well so we want to make sure that we highlight that problem and then um you know and then say that uh the um chiropractor uh, clinic was actually the solution that would help you get from the place of being let's say immobilized to now being able to um, go out there and um, really enjoy life and let's say go to the park with uh, if you're a grandparent go to the park with your 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 grandkids and and, and so forth here um, you know it'd be a little bit different because everybody is kind of in a, in a in a phase of self-isolation and social distancing so it might be as simple as being able to sit in a chair for a prolonged period of time while you're interacting with your loved ones without um, you know having to take a break and and uh, and pause from the interaction Mm -hmm. so um, you know that's how we would kind of kind of cater it based on the context of today's situation these felix these loss of aversion and um I forgot the other ones that you had. I think another one was the power of contrast. Contrast, yeah. yeah. Um, did you guys come up with these? Like, so these are actually cognitive biases. Okay. So cognitive biases are just uh, systematic errors in logical thinking, and okay. what it does is like um, how we mentioned the brain is, you know, it's an energy efficient machine. So right. these, if you want to call them rules, kind of govern the brain in terms of making quick, uh, you know, energy efficient decisions uh-huh. and um you know this is sometimes unfortunately it can lead to um you know irrational thinking right so um but these uh, concepts here they're actually cognitive biases and and the brain does use it so that um you can make quick decisions and conserve the energy because the brain is 
I believe it's, um, you know, it makes up 2% in terms of the weight of your body, but it uses up to like 20 to 25%. So back, like back in their ancestral days, for example, um, from like an evolutionary uh, biological point of view, if you're, if someone's brain was using that uh, energy so much, then um, you're that, uh, you know, like that person would actually run the risk of starving pretty much because back in the day, people had to run around and, um, you know, uh, and, and get their food. Right. So you couldn't, you had to conserve that energy more on a physical level. So, um, that's why you know, these cognitive biases and, uh, also heuristics, which, which are mental shortcuts to quick decision-making. Um, they play a part in the decision-making process when it comes to, um, consumers and just in life in general. So, how, so the ones you have here, you have the power of emotions and visuals, and then you have the power of consistency, then the power of groupthink, mm-hmm. then the power of loss aversion. Um, what are the other ones? How many more are there? Do you know? Oh, there's like, there's lots. There's over like there's 200. Lots. Yeah, oh, there, okay, it's always, that list is always growing. Okay. It's always growing. It's always getting discovered uh, new ones. But usually there's like main ones out of the list because not everyone's weighted the same. Right. So you'll, you'll start to see, you know, as you see more case studies and uh, look into it, that there's usually ones that show up more than the other. Mm-hmm. Simply because they have more, um, you know, more survival value in terms of uh, how the brain wants to conserve energy. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So again, you guys, back to the reason I brought Felix on the show is is because um, positioning, positioning, positioning with your business and your marketing right now is key and essential. And I think Felix has a lot of tips and and really great ideas on how. You guys can set yourself up. So uh, I hate using this word, but or using this phrase that that to purchase from you guys is a no brainer. Like literally, it's just um, such a natural thing for people to do because you've tapped into their neurological thinking to help them make a buying decision. And that's a service that just helps people. It it helps them make a decision much quicker without the stress and the friction that's there. And it helps you guys with your your businesses survive and thrive through this time. Because, I mean, what was the stat? 17 million people filed for unemployment in the U.S. over the past four weeks. And so it seems like this crisis is going to last for a while. Um, things are chaotic and it's going to be a, a while before businesses are still cutting people and it's going to be a while before they've generated generated revenue and um, can start hiring people back. So you've got to get on the marketing horse. You've got to get on the positioning horse. You've got to think, get into the minds of your clients and customers to, to think about what they're thinking and the process that they have to go through right now. Um, so you can set yourself up to continue to provide your products and services for them. Felix, any other, any other thoughts or final that, words for that? That was an excellent wrap up, uh, yeah. Chris. Okay. Uh, probably just one thing that I'd like to piggyback on that, like how you mentioned. So we're moving um, beyond a state of the what part of marketing. So a lot of people understand that there's a lot of um, strategies when it comes to marketing, right? You got paid ads, uh, SEO, and so forth. Um, I think right now moving into this new type of era that we're we're really moving into, like how you mentioned, this is really unprecedented times is that now businesses have to really understand, you know, the the how and the why and what's really going on inside their consumers' brains in order to maximize, um, you know, the ROI 
of their marketing budgets, especially how this crisis has um, has changed the marketing budgets for a lot of companies, and they're looking to get the most out of it. So, um, you know, that's why um, you know neuromarketing has has tons of relevance right now. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Okay, we're going to wrap up there. I was thinking we should have done this as a Facebook Live, but uh, we've got the video here, so I'm going to put it up on um, Facebook here soon. And uh, and but the actual podcast won't come out for another week and a half or so. So that way, people. I think in the main reason is it, that's if you're okay with it, Felix. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, the yep. main reason is I think this information needs to get out to to mm-hmm. people as soon as possible that need it. Um, so a week and a half in today's market of, uh, positioning yourself correctly can be absolutely huge thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue, depending on your business model. So if the listeners want to learn more about what you have going on, Felix, where's the best place they can do that at? Uh, sure. There's, uh, three places. So, um, I'm active on LinkedIn. So uh, you search Felix Kale in the search. You know, I'm more than happy to connect with people on there. Spell your uh, name for them so they know. Sure. So uh, it's F E L I X. Last name is Kao, spelled C A O. And uh, with that, um, you know, you could uh, contact me directly uh, via email as well, which is uh, Felix at uh, happybuyingbrain.com. And the third place is um, check out, uh, you can check out my website, um, happybuyingbrain.com also have a blog, uh, blog there. So, um, you know, anyone who's interested in learning more about neuromarketing and seeing, um, you know, what's happening in today's world, they're always free to subscribe on the blog as well. And, um, and there's also a contact form there. So you could always, um, you know, send a message on there and then, um, and, uh, it'll get to me as well. And then, uh, I'll, uh, I'll reply. Cool. Felix, man, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your, all the genius thoughts that are bouncing around in your brain. So oh, thank you so with. much, Chris, for having me. This yeah. was a really an awesome conversation. Likewise, likewise. Listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.